Um, but we're in uh, Psalm 86 this evening, and um, in some ways it's, uh, I don't know, kind of slightly how we ended up here. Um, it's because I was reading this psalm, I think, two days before New Year. Um, to give you maybe some reassurance, um, last year, uh, each morning I was reading different parts of the Bible to uh, follow a plan that took us, took me through the whole Bible in a year. Um, I'm eight weeks behind. Um, I don't know if that gives you some reassurance. Um, I've had a fantastic time, um, but I'm a bit delayed. So I landed with Psalm 86 uh, two days before New Year. And you notice those moments where it just feel like, feels like God has put that right in front of you. Uh, because there's some really wonderful things uh, for you. And, and there were two particular things that, that stood out to me. And I just want to uh, share those. This is more of a kind of personal reflection rather than uh, a kind of structured sermon on this on this psalm, and I don't necessarily apologize for it, because you know, Psalm 86, it says it's a prayer of David. Um, so this isn't just a song, this is, this is a prayer, and, and yes, it's got structure, and yes, it's thought through, but I don't know if you ever thought of um, somebody writing down one of your prayers and then trying to sort of break it up into three points and how well that would go. Uh, my prayers, they tend to go in circles, um, so it might be a bit hard. So two, two things that particularly stood out to me, uh, and then uh, a, few, a few other things uh, along the way. And maybe it's a, a psalm in a, as we enter into a new year that doesn't quite resonate with the, the feel of a new year. A new year, that freshness, that brightness, that new start, that I've cleaned out the cupboards and I've got my New Year's resolutions and those things. And it starts, hear me, Lord, and answer me, for I'm poor and needy. I don't really want to start the new year like that. Maybe I'll get to that towards the end of January. Uh, maybe you're already in that place. I'm really aware of it. Um, one of the Bible apps, YouVersion, um, released some different statistics uh, for, the, for the new year of uh, usage through 2022. Anyone want to guess what the most sort of looked at, tagged, underlined verse in people's Bibles on their phones was last year? Any ideas to put you on the spot? No, it wasn't flip, Philippians 4, no. John 3, it, it, I mean, these are all really sensible guesses, no? It wasn't even Jeremiah 29, you know, for I know the plans I have for you. It wasn't even that. It was Isaiah 41, verse 10, which says, uh, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What does that say about how we've entered into 2023? Actually, if we're asking God and, and looking for his strengthening, we're feeling weak uh, and needy. Yes, the year has changed, and yes, we might feel fresh uh, for a few days, but actually we continue to be those who are, who are poor and needy, who come before God with nothing to offer and yet everything to receive. And the two things that particularly struck me uh, from David's prayer, two requests uh, that just sprung off the page to me. First one was verse 4. Bring joy to your servant, Lord. I put my trust in you. The version I was reading, uh, phrase like this, gladden the heart of your servants. And it, just, it just caught me. It just caught me. I, I, I think one of my reflections uh, from my experience over the kind of autumn months, for, for various different reasons, uh, no massive reason, but a, but a building up of different reasons, I felt quite overwhelmed. And when you feel overwhelmed, it feels like joy is a, it's a long way away, doesn't it? And yet, just in this psalm, I, I began to realize that even in the feeling overwhelmed, 
there doesn't need to be an absence of joy. It's not like we have joy when there's nothing to overwhelm us. Look at David's situation. We don't, he doesn't actually get to his situation until uh, towards the end of the psalm. Verse 14, he talks about arrogant foes are attacking me, O God. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. They have no regard for you. That, that puts my things well into perspective. Nobody was trying to kill me that I know of. Um, but yet, he prays, early on, bring joy to your servant, Lord, for I put my trust in you. It's not, God, can you deal with my situation? Before he gets there, bring joy to your servant. Gladden the heart of your servant. It made me realize it just echoes something of Jesus in John 15. You know, he's been teaching about uh, he's the vine and you are the branches. Uh, and he goes on and, and he says, I have told you all these things uh, so that you might have my joy. So there's something about being a follower of Jesus, being joined to Jesus, that means there is joy. And not just any joy, it's Jesus' joy. And he says, you have my joy and joy in its fullness. I think it's really important that we recognize that joy isn't just serious enthusiasm and excitement for life and just, I am Mr. Positive. I mean, it's good when that, that's there. But actually, it's that deep settledness in life. That there is nothing that is more powerful than God. Jesus is for you. Jesus is with you. And that he has given us all we need for life. His words to guide us. And that is a place of joy. And I just thought, what a helpful thing for me. Starting the new year to pray. Bring joy to your servant, Lord. Why? Because I put my trust in you. Put our trust in Jesus, there's joy, no matter what is going on. Second thing that particularly uh, jumped out to me uh, from this psalm, verse 11. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. It was just that, that idea of having an undivided heart. Uh, even those of us who, who belong to Jesus, who's who've been given new hearts and whole hearts, we still struggle with this sort of division of our hearts, whether it's at what we say not matching what we feel inside, whether it's the, the kind of not being quite as committed to things and to the way of Jesus than perhaps we might like to be, or, or having that sense of split loyalties and just feeling pulled in different directions. So David prays, give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I might worship you. As he goes on, I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. Why, why does God want to give us undivided hearts? So we can wholeheartedly worship him. Notice these are things that, that David prays for before he gets into his situation, before he says, verse 16, uh, turn to me, have mercy on me, show your strength on behalf of your servant. Before, before dealing with the circumstances, he prays for joy. He prays for an undivided heart. Why are those two things higher up on his priority list? It's because he has a clear sight of who God is. Right at the heart of the psalm, verse 10. Just a wonderful verse. Let it resonate this evening with you. Of God, you are great. God, you're great. And do marvellous deeds. 
You alone are God. And when we begin to kind of grasp hold of that and live with that and build our life on that, we suddenly realize, yeah, we've got all kinds of circumstances going on in our lives. Maybe many things that are feeling overwhelming for us at the moment. And yes, we want to be praying for God to have mercy on us and to be uh, rescuing us and showing his strength and perhaps giving us a, a taste and a sign of his goodness. But before all of that, because of God being so great and so marvelous, uh, for him being this uh, forgiving and good God who abounds in love, uh, where there is no other God, no other power in the world or the universe, physical, spiritual, who comes near, the one who is going to gather all nations together in worship and to glorify him. Because of him, we pray. Well, give me joy. 2023, let it be a year of joy. Let it be a year of undivided hearts. In a few moments, we're going to uh, think about some of our priorities for this year. We're going to think about uh, the shape of this uh, evening service. And those are important things for us to, to look at. But even more important than that, Bring joy to us, Lord, for we put our trust in you. Give us undivided hearts that we might fear your name. For you are great and do marvellous deeds. You alone are God. And what I'm going to do now is just reread the song. And I'm going to invite each of you, um, just as I'm reading it, there are so many references to God's character. What is like uh, in this psalm? And I just want you to lock in on one of those things as I read it. Uh, and then I'm going to just invite us, and it, it might not be your kind of usual practice, it might not be something you're used to, but, but just to encourage each one of us to, to be part of this. Um, afterwards, just to, to speak out, maybe it's one word or two words or just part of a verse, um, out loud, uh, as, as an encouragement to one another of who God is as we meet together and of praise to God. I'm going to read it out and then just to invite you in a, in a, have a bit of a space just to, to pray out loud. If it's not your usual thing, just go for it and enjoy it and enjoy hearing other people. If we speak at the same time, don't worry, just go for it. That's Psalm 86, this prayer of David. And as I read it, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would show each one of us something wonderful about you. Hear me, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, Lord. For I put my trust in you. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. When I'm in distress, I call to you because you answer me. Among the gods, there's none like you, Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you've made will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvellous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, 
that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever, for great is your love towards me. You have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of the dead. Arrogant foes are attacking me, O God. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. They have no regard for you. But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me. Have mercy on me. Show your strength on behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you just as my mother did. Give me a sign of your goodness, that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. And so, Heavenly Father, we want to offer up praise uh, of who you are now uh, as a way of worshipping you, but also of encouraging one another. You are great.